Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Adventures in Wikipedia. This is Austin. I just logged into Wikipedia. I'm talking really fast, and we are looking at cars again. Yep, you got me. Um, I'm a sucker for these cars. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and um, <clears throat> just start kind of where we were last time. A car is a wheeled vehicle, motor vehicle, that is used for transportation. Most definitions of car say they run primarily on roads. They seat one to eight people. They have four tires and mainly transport people rather than goods. That would be saved for the truck or a lorry. I'm adding that myself, but I know that's a thing. So last time we went ahead and got on here and we looked up a bunch of different stuff. Um, obviously, we had a pretty decent pretty decent deal on here. Um, and we looked at the 1927 Ford Model T. And there's a whole segment on here on fuel and propulsion technologies. So most cars in use in the 2010s are propelled by an internal combustion engine fueled by the deflagration rather than detonation combustion of hydrocarbon fossil fuels. Mostly gasoline and diesel, as well as some auto gas and CNG, which CNG is compressed natural gas. Hydrocarbon fuels cause air pollution and contribute to climate change and global warming. Rapidly increasing oil prices, concerns about oil dependence and tightening environmental laws and restrictions on greenhouse gas emissions are propelling work on alternative power systems for cars. I don't know why I went Scottish there for a second, but efforts to improve or replace existing technologies include the development of hybrid fuels, I'm sorry, hybrid vehicles, plug-in electric vehicles, and hydrogen vehicles. Vehicles using alternative fuels such as ethanol flexible fuel vehicles and natural gas vehicles are also gaining popularity in some countries. So cars for racing or Speed records have sometimes employed jet or rocket engines, but these are impractical for common use. So since we're here, let's go ahead and check out some hybrid vehicles. A hybrid vehicle uses two or more distinct types of power, such as internal combustion engine to drive an electrical generator that powers an electric motor. For example, in diesel electric trains using diesel engines to drive an electric-operated generator that powers an electric motor, and submarines that use diesel when surfaced and batteries when they're submerged. Other means to store energy include pressurized fluid in hydraulic hybrids. What is that? A hydraulic hybrid vehicle, or an HHV, uses a pressurized fluid power source along with a conventional internal combustion engine to achieve better fuel economy and reductions in harmful emissions. They capture and reuse 70 to 80% of the vehicle's braking decelerating energy compared to 55% for electric hybrids. For trucks and buses, this can also be less expensive than electrical systems due to the price of batteries required for the latter. Hydraulic hybrid vehicle systems can also weigh less than electrical systems due to the high weight of the batteries. This can lead to a 
lower impact on payload capacity, especially for heavy vehicle classes. So I'm going to kind of look at this for a second. They have types of hydraulic hybrid vehicles. Like the electronic hybrid system, there are several possible drivetrain architectures. In a parallel hydraulic hybrid vehicle, the pumper motor is typically installed between the engine and the gearbox or between the gearbox and the differential or the transmission. So the role of the pump motor is to provide assistance to the engine during acceleration and recapture energy under braking that would otherwise be lost as heat in the conventional brakes. And as well as with electric hybrids, the pumper motor may or may not be able to drive the vehicle alone with the engine off. In a series hydraulic hybrid vehicle, the pumper motor directly connects to the drive shaft or in wheel, so or the in-wheel motors provide driving torque directly to the wheel. Uh, the internal combustion engine is only connected to a pump and it is set to operate in its most effective power range to maintain the optimal hydraulic pressure in the accumulator. So the traction motor must supply all the torque required to propel the vehicle, meaning maximum acceleration performance is available with the engine running or stopped. The main disadvantage is its steady state cruising whether the double conversion of energy introduces, introduces additional losses. Does anybody know what that means? Did I make any sense reading that? Um, the biggest thing I got out of that is it's more efficient than uh, electric, than an electric hybrid. So, but let's check out the electric hybrid or HEV. It's a type of hybrid vehicle that combines a conventional internal combustion engine system with an electric propulsion system, so a hybrid vehicle drivetrain. The presence of the electric powertrain is intended to achieve either better fuel economy than a conventional vehicle or better performance. There is a variety of HEV types and the degree to which each functions as an electrical vehicle also varies. The most common form of HEV is the hybrid electric car, although the hybrid electric truck, uh, they also exist, and that's a pickup and a tractor. So modern HEVs make up, uh, well, actually, I'm going to look at this picture over here. They're showing the Prius, which is the staple of the hybrid. Uh, it's the world's best-selling hybrid. It makes sense to what I just said. Um, the Toyota Prius is a full hybrid electric automobile developed by Toyota and manufactured by the company since 1997. I hadn't realized that they'd been around that long. Initially offered as a four-door sedan, it has been produced only as a five-door liftback since 2003. Um, the United States Environmental Protection Agency and California Air Restriction Board, or Resource Board, uh, they rate the Prius among the cleanest vehicles sold in the United States based on smog-forming emissions. So, the 2018 model year Prius Echo ranks as the second most fuel-efficient gasoline-powered car available in the U.S. without plug-in capability, following the Hyundai Ioniq Blue. So the Prius first went on sale in Japan and other countries in 1997 and was available at all four Toyota Japanese dealerships, making it the first mass-produced hybrid vehicle. 
It was subsequently introduced worldwide in 2000. The Prius is sold in over 90 markets, with Japan and the United States being its largest markets. Global cumulative Prius liftback sales reached the milestone 1 million vehicle mark in May 2008. So that's over 10 years ago, there were a million Priuses out there. Uh, 2 million in September of 2010. Uh, and it surpassed 3 million in June of 2013. Cumulative sales of 1 million were achieved in the U.S. by early April uh, 2011, and Japan reached the 1 million mark in August of 2011. As of January 2017, the Prius liftback is the world's top-selling hybrid car with almost 4 million units sold. Um, and th again, that's the Toyota. Um, I'm looking at, this looks like a first-generation uh, the NHW 10 from 1997 to 2000. So in 1995, Toyota debuted a hybrid concept car at the Toyota, I'm sorry, the Tokyo Motor Show with testing following a year later. The first Prius model, the NHW 10, went on sale on 10 December 1997. The first generation Prius was available only in Japan, though it had been imported privately to at least the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. I'm looking at a picture of it and the overall design doesn't look like it's changed that much. I'm looking at the NHW 10, which is the Gen 1, and then the Gen 2, which is the NHW 11. No, 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 no. That's the same generation, but it's a different one because I'm looking at the second generation and that looks more like the Prius that you'll see on the road today, which, you know, is the third, fourth, fourth gen. There it is, the XW50. So the fourth generation Prius was the first show, oh, it was first shown during September 2015 in Las Vegas and was released for retail customers in Japan on December 9th, 2015. The launch in North American market occurred in January 2016 and February in Europe. So in August of 2013, Toyota manage, managing officer Satoshi Ogoso, Ogiso uh, who was the sorry again for the mispronunciation? Who was the chief engineering or engineer for the Prius line? Announced some of the improvements and key features of the next generation Prius. This was the first generation of the Prius to use the the Toyota new global architecture modular platform, which provides a lower center of gravity and increases the structural rigidity. Rigidity. Structural rigidity. Ogiso also explained that the next-generation Prius plug-in hybrid, the Prius Prime, was developed in parallel with the standard Prius model. And then they're looking at the Prius family and uh, all that stuff on here. And here they've got the sales, which is really not interesting at all. The EV mode, which um, this is interesting. When the vehicle is turned on with the power button, it is ready to drive immediately with the electric motor. The second generation Prius electric pumps warm the engine by pumping previously saved hot engine coolant from the coolant thermos before the internal combustion engine is started. The delay between powering the car on and starting the internal combustion engine is just a few seconds. So the third generation Prius does not have a coolant thermos. Instead, the engine is heated by recaptured exhaust heat. A button labeled EV maintains electric vehicle mode after being powered on and under most low road conditions uh, at less than 25 miles per hour or 40 kilometers. 
This permits driving with low noise and no fuel consumption for journeys under half a mile. So prior to the 2010 model, the North American model did not have the EV button, although one can be added to enable the EV mode supported internally by the Prius hybrid vehicle management computer. So if you've got an older one, you don't have the button, but you can get a computer and put a button on there, if that makes sense. So let's check out the battery on this thing. There are two principal battery packs, the high voltage battery, also known as the traction battery, and a 12 volt battery known as the low voltage battery. The traction battery of the first generation Prius, um, which was updated on year 2000 and upwards, was a sealed 38 module Lickel metal hydride battery providing 273.6 volt, uh, 6.5 AH capacity, and weighing 53.3 kilograms. That's 118 pounds. And is supplied by Japan's Panasonic EV Energy Company. Um, they are normally charged between 40 and 60% of maximum capacity to prolong battery life as well as allowing headroom for re or, or regenerative braking. Okay, so that's the Prius. I'm going to go back just a little bit and get on some of these hybrids. Um, they have a bunch of different examples on here. They have the different types of powertrains. Um, in parallel hybrids, the ICE and the electric motor are both connected. So this is hybrid. <clears throat> and I'm going to go back one more. So this is hydraulic hybrid. And then hybrid. Uh, and then they have the electric motor. So an electric motor is an electrical machine that converts electrical energy into mechanical energy. Most electric motors operate through the uh, interaction between the motor's magnetic field and winding currents to generate force in the form of rotations, which, I mean, everybody can see this, where they've got the two different poles of the battery, and then they've got the two different poles on the deal, and then it's spinning, and then it's generating. Um, <clears throat> this isn't where I wanted to go with this at all. I'm going to go back a little bit. Let's just look up electric cars, because I know those are picking up. E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C -E -E cars. So the electric car, also the battery electric car or the all-electric car, is a plug-in electric automobile that is propelled by one or more electric motors using energy typically stored in rechargeable batteries. So since 2008, a renaissance in electric vehicle manufacturing occurred due to advances in batteries. Concerns about increasing oil prices and the desire to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Several nations and local governments have established tax credits um, and uh, subsidies and other incentives to promote the introduction and adoption in the mass market of new electric vehicles, often depending on battery size, their electric range, and purchase price. So the current maximum tax credit allowed by the U.S. governance is $7,500 per car compared with internal combustion engine vehicles Electric cars are quieter and have no tailpipe emissions and often lower emissions in general. So there is a difference between the tailpipe emissions and their emissions. Um, charging an electric car can be done at a variety of charging stations. These charging stations can be installed in both houses and public areas. 
the two all-time best-selling electric cars is the Nissan Leaf and the Tesla Model S, and they have an EPA-rated range reaching up to 151 miles and 335 miles, respectively. As of December 2018, the Leaf is the best-selling highway-capable electric car ever with more than 380,000 units sold globally, followed by the Tesla Model S with 263,500 units sold worldwide. So let's check out this Tesla Model S. I'm not sure which one this is. Okay, so the Tesla Model S is an all-electric five-door liftback car produced by Tesla Inc. and introduced in June of 2012. The EPA official range for the 2017 Model S 100D, which is equipped with a 100-kilowatt battery pack, is 335 miles, higher than any other electric car. And we were just reading the deal on that. Prius, and that was only able to go like half a mile all electric, but the EPA rated the 2017 90D Model S's energy consumption at 3.06, no, 3.096 miles per kilowatt hour, kilowatt, kilowatt hour per kilometer, or 32.33 kilowatt hours per 100 miles. So that's a combined fuel economy of 104 miles per gallon of gasoline equivalent. <clears throat> I don't understand that. Miles per gallon gasoline equivalent. MPGE or MPGE or MPGGE. So it's a measure of the average distance traveled per unit of energy consumed. MPGE is used by the United States Environmental, Environmental Protection Agency to compare energy consumption of the alternative fuel vehicles, plug-in electric vehicles, and other advanced technology vehicles with the energy consumption of conventional internal combustion vehicles rated in miles per U.S. gallon. Okay, so there is an equivalent that's done by the EPA. So the EPA rated the 2017 90D energy consumption. That's what we just went over. So I'm looking at some of these Teslas. There's, there's a bunch of different ones. The, the Type S... So there's a pre-facelift Tesla Model S and the facelifted Tesla Model S and then the pre-Tesla Model S. They, they just have a bunch of uh, rear view for what they look like before and after their facelift, which they look pretty much the same. But if we look at the production, Tesla manufactures the Model S at the 5,400,000 square foot Tesla factory in Fremont, California. For the European market, Tesla, Tesla assembles and distributes from its European distribution center in Tiburg, Netherlands. Cars are built and tested in Fremont, California. The battery pack, the electric motor, and parts are disassembled and shipped separately to Tiburg, where the cars are reassembled. So they build everything in California, and then they take them apart and mail them over to Europe, and then they put them back together. And I'm looking at a picture of this, the, the chassis with the powertrain and battery pack. It's quite impressive. Um, the Model S P85 Plus using regenerative braking, power in excess of 60 kilowatts during regenerative braking, the power indicator is green. And this thing is going 209 kilometers per hour, which that's what? How fast is that? It's right between 150. I don't, I don't know how to read this because the numbers are different. And that's dual motor all-wheel drive versions. And on October 9th, 2014, Tesla announced the introduction of an all-wheel drive version, the Model S's 6085 and P85 model, designated by a D at the end of the model number. 
so AWD. So on April 8th, 2015, Tesla introduced the Model S 70D as its newly new entry-level car with all-wheel drive and improved range of 240 miles. The 70D replaced the 60 and 60D in the Model S lineup with the latter two models no longer being available for purchase. The P85 option was also dropped. So the 85D, in the 85D, the rear drive unit is replaced by a smaller one to save on cost and weight, while the second motor of similar size is added to the front wheels. So instead of being side by side in the back, there's one in the front, one in the back. And this results in an all-wheel drive car with comparable power and acceleration to the rear-wheel drive version. So additionally, Tesla said that the 85D has a 2%, so 5-mile range increase and 11% increase in top speed over the 85. So in the P85D, the high power rear drive unit is retained while the new front drive motor boosts the total power by about 50%. This results in a significant increase in acceleration and top speed. Uh, deliveries of the P85D started in December of 2014 with the 85D model starting in February 2015. The 70D models starting in April of 2015. So these are all out there. Where, where can I see a picture of the 70D or the, even the 85D? I guess they all look similar. So I'm looking at the S. Um, do they have pictures of the model? I, I guess they don't have pictures of the models on here. But here's the different uh, stats on them. So there's the fuel economy, um, combined city and highway, like 95, 101, 101, 100, the AWD. So I'm looking at the Tesla, the 2015 Tesla Model S 85 pack. Hmm. Where's this going to take me? Oh, you can buy them on here. How much are these? $80,000. All of these are between eighty dollars and $105,000. And I'm actually saving if I buy them on here. Whoa. Okay. Um, so that's out of the price range. And these are all the all-wheel drive versions. Um, sorry. So anyways, uh, let's keep going. <clears throat> Looking at these Teslas. Wow, they look really good though. The Model S had an optional folding third row with rear-facing seats for two children with a five-point harness. That looks quite peculiar. I don't, I mean, I think it's kind of cool to have, you know, two seats like in the back area, like in the third row, but I mean, they're away, they're, they're rear-facing, so I mean, you'd have to sit in the back and that's like where you'd sit if you were in trouble, in my opinion, but I don't know. I've sat in the back like that before. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's like whenever you're like with your friend and you're in the back and you're on like a long road trip, but anyways. So... I'm looking at some of these numbers, and they've got uh, how many sales they've made in each country. In the U.S., they've sold over 25,000. Netherlands, 5,000. Norway, over 3,000, close to 4,000. And then Sweden, France, and Belgium all together, it looks like they're under you know, 3,000. Um, so globally, over 50,000 units sold. Um, that's the thing is they need that charging station, huh? Mexico. Retail sales began in Mexico City in December of 2015. Initially, no supercharger stations are available in the country. So I guess you'd have to have one put in your house. So you got to have some money if you want one of those. But California is the top selling regional market of the Model S 
And right here they have a picture of it shown in San Francisco, which is pretty cool. Um, so anyways, that's electrical cars and the Teslas. And I, I mean, what are we looking at on here? I mean, it's a plug-in electric. Um, it's also called the White Star. Um, let's look up Tesla. <clears throat> Tesla Inc., formerly Tesla Motors Inc., is an American automotive and energy company based in Palo Alto, California. The company specializes in electric car manufacturing and, though it's Solar City subsidiary, solar panel, oh, through its uh, Solar City subsidiary. That's, that's a difficult segment to read. It's Solar City subsidiary, solar panel manufacturing. It operates multiple production and assembly plants, notably Gigafactory 1 near Reno, Nevada, and its main vehicle manufacturing facility at Tesla factory in Fremont, California. As of June 2018, Tesla sells the new Model S, the Model X, and Model 3 vehicles. What is the Model X? Okay, um, that's what it looks like. I know you can't see it because you're listening, but uh, the Model S is definitely nicer. Uh, the Model 3 is even more nicer. Um, it was designed by uh, Franz von Holzhausen, and he did an excellent job with this car. You know, I'm not big on electric cars per se, but uh, this is an extremely different yet normal. Like, it looks like a car. I mean, it's, it's okay. I think the Model S is probably the best one. Hold on, let me look at that other one. Go back, go back, go back. Oh, it's not going to let me get out. Like, I got stuck in a bunch of pictures. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> that's the blue star, white star. Anyways, so it looks like, let's see, it was founded by Martin Eberhard, Mark Tarpening, Elon Musk, J.B., Strobel and Ian Wright. I know a lot of people know who Elon Musk is, but let's check out J.B. Straubel. He's part of the founding team and the chief technical officer of Tesla, an electric car company based in Palo Alto, California. At Tesla, Straubel oversees the technical and engineering design of the vehicles. He also does some other stuff. Um, Martin Eberhard is an American engineer and business executive. He co-founded Tesla Inc. with Mark Tarpening in 2003 serving as CEO until 2007. So Elon Musk is a technology entrepreneur and engineer. He holds South African, Canadian, and U.S. citizenship and is the founder, CEO, and lead designer of SpaceX, co-founder, CEO, and production architect of Tesla, co-founder and CEO of Neuralink, and co-founder of PayPal. Um, and then Mark Tarpening. Let's click on his full article. Born June 1st, 1964. He's an American engineer and entrepreneur. He co-founded Tesla with Martin Eberhard in 2003. Mark had served as the chief financial officer and subsequently the vice president of electrical engineering of Tesla until 2008. Mark Tarpening was born in Sacramento, California, June 1st, 1964. He later entered University of California, Berkeley and obtained a BS in computer science. There's really not a big, they don't even have a picture of him on here. But that's just some stuff on here. Let's check out. I'm about to sneeze. So I'm going to go ahead and go to, uh, I'm just going to end it there. <laughs> Thanks everybody. I thought I was going to sneeze, but 
Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, feel free to jump on Twitter. Uh, you can reach us at uh, in Wikipedia. That's the at sign uh, in Wikipedia. Uh, jump on there. Let us know uh, whether or not you like it. Uh, you, you don't have to tell us if you don't like it. Just follow us, I guess. <laughs> I, I post some stuff on there from time to time. But 